Welcome to Healthy Wealthy Wise Mind, where we learn more about how truly marvelous and wonderfully made we already are. Join me, Ana Gaeta, your faith and fitness trainer, as we unpack the biblical wisdom behind really cool science facts and medical research. This will have you running right into God's loving arms. So, get ready for him to download some amazing insights from his word into your heart. Let's start. Thank you so much, everybody, for being here. Uh, nice to have you on here, Trey. We're going to get started. And today, the room, in this room, we're talking about the mind and heart connection. And we're going to look at this from both a physical view, a spiritual view, and through science and biblical wisdom. And before I get started, I'm going to go ahead and start off with a prayer. Terry, sorry, I didn't make you a moderator, but I, I did it now. <laughs> um, and we're just going to get started. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this wonderful day and all the blessings that you continue to provide us with. Thank you for this space and time to really be intentional about learning more about the way we have been wonderfully made, both physically and spiritually, and all that you want to show us about the greatness of your glory and how you've just created and knitted us together inside our mother's womb so that we know without doubt we are formed in marvelous ways. And so we thank you and praise you for all you're doing in and through us and for your presence in our lives and in this space as we get to learn more about you and about how you made us. In the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we trust and we raise up our joy and all the feelings that we have. We can trust you with them. We can trust you with our body. We can trust you with our mind, our heart and soul and know without doubt that you are wrapping us in that tender loving kindness that you so abundantly provide. And so we trust you in the, and pray and praise you in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so thank you all for being here. As you guys know, in this room on Mondays, we talk about how wonderfully made we are. And we look at this from both the science and the biblical wisdom. And we really dive deep into the physical connections that our body has in both our mind, our soul, and our spirit. And so today I want to start off with 1 Samuel 16, verse 7, that says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So God wants to, you know, he can see far past what we can see as humans um, and what meets the eye. And so many times when we think about how wonderfully made we are, we want to just look at the outside, right? We want to look at what we see in the mirror. We want to look at this physical presence that, you know, others see and that we show up in. We look at our eye color. We look at our skin tone, we look at where we have a little bit more fat and when we're a little more fit, what we like, what we don't like. God sees far past that. He sees way deeper. He sees into the heart and not just the physical heart, which he obviously is in control of because he made it. He knows how it functions. He knows how many beats per minute it, you know, it's created to have and all these 
things, but it also sees deep beyond that electrical connections that your brain is sending, the thoughts, the feelings that are being generated in your brain. And so last week, I mentioned something about how the the heart is one of the organs that has the most communication with the brain. And the reason why this is so important is because as you guys know, um, I am a mindset trainer and faith and fitness coach. And so this is really my area of, of where I just like to geek out on. Like, I, I love how the brain works. I love how our thoughts create things and how our thoughts are actual physical things happening in our brain. Like they're actual electrical connections that are there creating everything inside of you that will then be transformed outside of you and created in your world, in the physical. And so when we look at this, we're able to see that even in this verse, as you know, um, God was talking to Samuel about Saul and how he was rejecting him now because Saul had rejected him. Um, he's looking at and showing, he's showing him in verse seven, how it is that he does not just look at the outside. He sees the inside because he knows our thoughts. He knows, you know, our shape. And by shape, I don't mean just the physical shape. I mean, the things he has shaped us with inside our character, our personality. And so when we see this, we're able to understand that there is a lot in the heart. And by a lot, I mean, not just the physical function it carries out, which is important. We're going to look at it right now, but also what God placed the heart to symbolize and what it means to look at that. And so in order to start this out, I want to give you guys a little ver like visual, okay? I want you guys to imagine yourself. Um, I know in, most of us have, you know, gone for a walk at least, if not for a run, maybe a walk. And so let's say we're walking around the block. We're walking around, you know, our neighborhood. And then all of a sudden, you know, we kind of get this urge to, well, maybe start jogging a little bit or, or picking up the pace, right? Because, you know, we're feeling a little bit fit. We're feeling like we want to get a little more active. And so we start picking up the pace a little. And so our leg muscles start moving faster. And all of a sudden, you find yourself jogging. And then you're like, wow, this feels really good. Riley, let me pick it up a little bit more and get it up a notch. And so now you're all of a sudden you're running, right? So you want to keep that pace and let's say you set a goal for yourself well the next three four blocks i'm gonna run at this pace what is really happening in your body is that in order for that there needs to be a supply of oxygen there needs to be glucose keeping the the muscles going um there needs to be all these internal connections happening and this communication with all these functions and organs, the heart pumping the blood, which has the glucose, which carries the oxygens, the muscles being fed with that glucogen. So that like glucose, I'm sorry, so that it can actually keep moving. Um, you know, your, your breathing, your nose needs to be intaking and exhaling and all these connections need to be made and there needs to be a communication. And so your blood needs to be more oxygen rich in order for you to keep up this pace. But here's a really cool thing. 
you don't necessarily have to be telling your muscle, hey, muscle, now accept that glucose, like the, accept the glucose. And now heart, send a little bit more oxygen. Okay, brain, ready? Now tell the heart to beat faster. You're not doing this consciously, right? Like you're just running, enjoying the moment. Maybe you want to focus a little bit more on your breath. Maybe you're inhale, inhaling, exhaling a little bit more consistently and you're focusing on that, but you're not actually constantly like having to create conscious commands to the heart, to the body, uh, to the muscle, to the brain, to make sure that all of this is going on. Your body is so wonderfully made that it has a system in place for creating this. So this is called the autonomic nervous system. And so this nervous system, this part of the nervous system, it's like automatic, um, I don't know why it's not called auto automatic. I would call it that, but it's called autonomic um, nervous system. And so it controls all these functions, the breathing, the sweating, the digestion, the blood pressure, the sending of the oxygen, all of it. And in that, there is a specific pair of nerves. Okay, those nerves are called the vagus nerves and they run on the sides of your neck. Those nerves go down and they connect different organs, specifically the heart, into the connections to the brain so that the brain can, as we know, our brain is a control center, not just of our thoughts, not just of the way we process things and our beliefs, but also of everything that actually happens in your physical body. And so what happens here is that those pair of nerves connect the brain to those internal organs, including the heart. And what they do is that they allow the brain to receive this information so that it can then process it and it can tell the body how to adapt to it. Okay. When it's doing that, it's making sure that the body is adapting and the body is like, okay, well, the, you know, the leg muscles are having to move a little bit faster. So can you up, up the, the glucose? Okay. We're going to need more oxygen here. All right. Send a signal to breathe in deeper. Okay. Now let it out. And you know, it's doing all these things without you having to tell it. It's already created to command and to, you know, rule over all of this stuff adequately. But here's what happens. Here's what is really interesting. Uh, and I was, as I was, you know, allowing God to show me all this really cool information about what the Bible says. Um, one proverb, well, there's several proverbs, but one of them especially that I love um, was, I was reminded of it. And it says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. And I kind of started to question, okay, God, well, you know, the brain is a control center. That's where we, you know, like we create thoughts and all the, and we create things and we create action from, you know, the thoughts that create a feeling that inspire an action. So why isn't it saying the brain here? Like, why doesn't it, you know, and, and the, the Bible talks a ton about the brain, about the mindset, it multiple times and all over, we can see it. And we can dive a little deeper on that another time. But I was specifically wondering why it said here that the heart, that it was the actual heart where everything flows from. And then as I sat in that space, asking God to show me a little bit more about this, he began to really reveal to me that every single 
inch of your body is, you know, is, is being pumped with blood that is pumped by the heart. And we talked about blood the other week. We talked about how even, you know, we have wealth because our blood also could in includes gold, like legit gold in the periodic table gold. Um, and you guys can check that podcast out um, in the Spotify uh, version of it that I, I recorded. But the point is that every part of your body, except the cornea of your eye, which we'll get into later, is needs the oxygen that is supplied through the blood vessels and through all of that. And so really, in order for that movement to take place, yes, there needs to be a command for the, from the brain that inspires an action um, that leads to a specific kind of, that leads to a specific kind of movement, but that movement in order for it to be carried out requires the, it to be pumped by blood, the movement in your arm, the movement in your leg, the movement, in, you know, in your torso, all of that needs to be fueled and it needs to be fueled by a lot of things. But one of the things that the systems in place that actually carries out that fuel that carries out the oxygen, the glucose and all the nutrients that need to be there in order for it to move is the heart. And as I looked at that a little bit more, I also looked at what it says before that. It says, above all else, guard your heart. Why is it that we want to guard our heart? Well, our mind is to be renewed. We know that, you know, Romans 12, 2, um, even for Timothy 2, 7, and how it talks about, you know, we're not given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. And that's what he really showed me that. What is the symbol that we use for love? And I, I, well, it's a heart, right? Like normally when we draw a heart, we think love and it's the representation of that. And so when it says that we have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, love and self-control, there's the key power is in your brain okay your thoughts are powerful your brain generates more energy in 24 hours than all of the cell phones in the planet that's how much power you have in your brain right now right this second right this moment throughout your day you are generating your brain has that much power so every time you think i can't this i can't that nope you have the power you're just not directing it but it's there you have been given that power. And so when it says that, that's the first part. The power is there. The energy is there. The, the electrical signals that are ready to be sent out are there. They're in your brain. But here's the other thing. You have been given power, love, and self-control. And so love is really one of the most powerful, powerful fuels that actually allow it, it to be carried out. Think of your car. You have, you know, a car has power. It has an engine. It has all these things, but, and it has electrical signals and it can take you places, but if it doesn't have gasoline, if the pump of the, you know, the, the gasoline pump isn't pumping that fuel, it's gonna not really get you anywhere. 
I mean, sure, you can put stuff in it, but it's not really going to serve its purpose. It's still going to be, you know, parked somewhere and not really moved. And so when we think of that fuel, that heart and what it represents, it rep represents this in both a physical and a spiritual level because the love that God places in us is really what fuels us. And I did a little experiment. I actually had, um, I had several people do this exercise and I had them do it one-on-one -on -one with me. I didn't have them in the same room. They didn't hear each other's answers. So it wasn't like they were even told or had any idea or were, you know, um, inspired by somebody else to say this. I had them do an exercise where I had them close their eyes. I had them, I, you know, do a little prompt where I asked them different questions. And then the final question was, I, they had to complete the sentence with the first word that came to their mind. And I want to do this exercise with you guys right now because I want you, I want to prove something. I want you guys to close your eyes right now. Okay. I'm going to state something. And I want you to complete that sentence with the first word that comes to your mind. And the first word that comes to your mind, I want you to back channel me that word. Okay. I am fueled by, you need to close your eyes and say that again. That's all right. I am fueled by. And I want you guys to send me what that word is. What is it that you are fueled by? Like, what is the first word that comes into your mind? Okay. And the first thing that I see most people responding with, yes, yes. Okay. Yes. I see that. All right. Yeah. This is the same response I've gotten every single time I have been. Yep. Okay. There we go. I'm, I'm getting the back channels and I can see that. I can see that love, right? And, and I've done this exercise multiple times in a setting where I'm not even talking about love, when I'm not even talking about the heart, where I'm just doing one-on-one -on -one coaching with people. Um, and so I can see, and this is the response that I get every single time, love. So when we are told that we have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control, Here's what I see. And here's what the father showed me. Power, your brain. Yes, that's where the electric energy and all these powerful things are at. Love, the heart, which is the organ that most communicates with the brain. And then self-control, which is the rest of your body, all the rest of the things that are being controlled by both of these. And if we are and learn how to use both of these correctly, we can level up in so many ways. I'm not just talking physically being much more fit, which we're going to look at right now and see what really happens there physically, but also spiritually and also in all areas of our life, in our wealth, in our wellness, in our personal relationships, in everything that we do, because really love is that fuel that inspires us to reach a higher level of presence, a higher level of awareness. The problem is we're trying to run empty. We're trying to get somewhere and give somebody else what we aren't even activating in ourselves. We know that we are loved by God. We know this. And so many times we take it at a brain level. We take it as like, yeah, I know this. I, and I know it as a thought, but I haven't really allowed myself to dwell in it, to seep in the feeling and to really let him 
filming. Because I once heard Graham Cook say, you can only love the father as much as you have loved yourself. And how much do we truly love ourselves? And we talked a little bit about this when we talked about forgiveness last week and the effects on the body. And you guys can, for any of you guys that want to listen to the replay of that as well, it's also in the Spotify podcast. But here's the thing. So many times we want to, and we do give love and we try and we are kind friends and show up for our family, but we're doing it from a place of, this is what I'm trying to give, but we're giving it and running empty. We are not putting that cup under that faucet that is completely and constantly pouring so that we're pouring from an overflow. And I always like to give that visual representation of you grab a cup, you put it like on top of the stack of dishes in your, in your, you know, where you wash your dishes and you turn on the faucet and let that drip all the way in the, into that cup and watch what happens. The water overflows from that cup and it doesn't go empty because it's getting all the other dishes wet from the overflow because it's right there under the faucet, under the source of the water. But so many times we turn off the source and we want to go in pouring into all the other cups. And then we look at the cup and we're like, oh, wait, Tom, now it's empty. And then we want to go and put it back again into that faucet. And that's what we tend to do. And, and there's no condemnation here. I've done it. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I'm witness to this because I like I am there. I've walked that. I have filled my cup and then gone and poured into others and then looked at it and been like, oh, wait, now it's empty. Now I got to go back. Now I got to go back. Instead of putting that cup, leaving it there and letting everything else get wet around it and be filled with the overflow of it because it's right there under the faucet. And when you're under the faucet, guess what? It starts to bubble out and overflow and overflow and it doesn't ever run empty. That's how the heart works. I want you guys to have that visual representation. That's how the heart works. Imagine that it pumped out all this blood to all these other parts of your body. And then it was like, oh wait, now I gotta go fill myself with blood up again. And then in that second, you, you die. You, you basically, you know, have a heart attack. It stops pumping. It stops doing this because it, got, it has to go and get filled. Imagine, imagine that. Like, it wouldn't work that way. God has given us this beautiful representation of it. Um, and it, it really allows us to see that, yeah, this is what we tend to do. And again, I'm not judging it. This is what what I've done many times as well. But then when we see it, I'm like, yeah, there's a better way because as the pattern of the world teaches, yeah, that may be good enough because you're being a good person. You're pouring to others, you're helping, but God has the absolute best for us. He doesn't just want good enough because yes, it may be good enough to, okay, I run out at I'm, I'm running empty. Let me just go put it back and get filled again. Okay, now let me go keep pouring. Okay, let me go put it back. Okay, let me pour. Okay, let me go. Yeah, no, that, that's exhausting to be honest. I, I've done it that way. I've tried it and it's exhausting. It, it's not wrong completely because, you know, like we can say, well, I'm trying. And yes, that's a good step up. It's an effort. But there's a much better way. Like This is his grace-filled way, which is why he says my burden is light. It's not heavy because 
we don't have to keep pouring out and then running back to get poured on and then pouring out. And then, no, when we stand there and just sit and in the overflow of him and his love, it's like that heart that we're not telling it all the time. Okay, heart pump. Okay, heart, take the blood to the feet. Okay, heart. Like, no, it just gracefully happens. It just overflows out of it. It never stops pumping. Even when you're resting, it just does it so easily, naturally, so flowingly beautiful because it's fueled by that love, by that constant consistency and even when we don't see that we do have love even in the darkest deepest hearts that only God can see even in those he created the power to be able to break free from that to be able to get to that level to be able to let go of the fear of the things that are causing it to take other thoughts to take other patterns to go and try to do things in their own way or to you know pour from a complete lack because so many of us have also done that when we're like okay well I don't care if I'm empty I'm just gonna keep trying to pour and what guess what we we end up hurting others because we're clanking we're clanking one cup with another that's empty and guess what we keep like tapping it and tapping it until it breaks because there's nothing coming out and so that's exactly what we don't want to be doing and I'm gonna look at a different verse now. Because in this one, we can see that there's a reason why he's asking us to guard our heart. He's asking us to guard our heart because we don't ever want to run out empty. Not for not, you know, in both aspects. We don't want to run empty on blood. We don't want to run empty on it pumping, but we also don't want to run empty on love. We don't want to run empty on intention and in what he has given us. And we don't want to be acting from that place where we're not even caring for our own heart where because it says above all else guard your heart now this doesn't mean that we're going to be super suspicious not let anyone into our lives no it just means guarding is true protection true care true you know awareness and 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 just care of it we care for it and when we care for something guess what we do well we try and provide, we try and, you know, get into it. And I'm going to just look, give you guys briefly the, from the Webster's 1828, what it means to guard, like the definition from there. It says to secure against injury, loss, or attack, to defend, to keep in safety, to accompany and protect. Okay to fasten by binding and what does it mean when we do that when we bind something when we're like when we have a wound what do we do we bind it we protect it it's not that we're never going to use that arm when it gets cut we just put a band-aid on it or we like we bind it with something so that they, there's no you know like it doesn't get infected or that it doesn't keep hurting it's still being used it's still being there it's still a service but we're just now being a little more careful um and protecting it and again this doesn't mean that we're like putting up this huge wall and we never use that arm again once it was hurt it just means that we want to be more aware more careful and when we do that, then we can be more aware of, guess what? It's not to just, it's not, the point isn't to protect ourselves always from others. So many of the times, yes, that's important, but it's from ourselves, from our own thoughts, from the way we view each other. I honestly can say that I think the biggest critic of me has been me. 
I don't know about you guys, but I know for me, I have criticized myself so much more than others have criticized me. And I'm talking physically, mentally, academically, like I have been my biggest critic. And I think so many of us have been there. And that's why it's so important to guard that, to guard our hearts. And so we're going to look at this next verse, Proverbs 23, 26. My son, give me your heart and let your eyes delight in my ways. Why is he asking us to give him our heart? For the same reason that we just talked about, that source of water that happens when we put our cup in the faucet, that source of overflowing water is Jesus. It's God. It's how he gives us from overflowing abundance. When we just stay and stand there in under him, allowing him to pour constantly so that it's always that so that every other cup around us is being poured onto from overflow of our cup, not from the lack of it or not from little itty bits that we're pouring on here and there. Okay. And that's why it's saying, give me your heart. That physical heart also matters a lot. And I want us to look at something. Here's what happens. Going back now to the physical. What happens when you train and when you start working out and when you start becoming more and more fit and you start running or you start exercising? What happens is that the connection between the heart and the brain gets stronger. The signals get faster. It becomes more efficient in sending those signals and that communication because you're forcing it to do it at a higher level, at a higher rate where it's got to keep up with it, where it's got to be like, okay, right now it wants to, you know, now it wants to move that arm that way. Now it wants to move this leg this way. Now there's an exercise coming up. Now get the heart ready for that. Get the breathing ready for that. And so you're training it. And they have like scientific studies and research has shown how when you work out and when you are being trained and when you have this fitness level, your heart and your brain create better, higher level responses and communication between each other that allows it to be more efficient in every other task it carries out. And so this is why this is so important because, because your heart needs to be faster and it needs the brain to be you know, creating this communication to signal to it, stop, go, no, faster, slower, whatever it needs to be happening between both of those is happening and it gets better at it. Just like with anything, practice makes perfect. We begin to create this connection between our heart and our brain that becomes efficient, much more efficient. And that's the same connection that we want to have with our father. That's the same connection that he's telling us to give him our heart because he wants to be the one making it seamlessly for us to hear him, for us to have this communication where we can share with others, where we can say, where we can dwell with it. And we know we're not coming from lack. We're not coming from my thoughts, my fears, my, you know, my way of doing things, but him, because we're under that faucet, that source, and we're just his resource. God is the source. We can be resource. Everything else around us can be a resource. You know, money can be a resource, but the source of it is God, all of it, the source. And so we want to be coming from this part. And when we give him our heart and that's when we can really work this out in a much higher level. That's when it says, my son, give me your heart. And let your eyes delight in my ways. And I love that it points out the eyes. I definitely have to do a room on the eyes because 
the cornea of your eyes is the only part that doesn't need blood because it absorbs oxygen and, and light directly. Like it's directly there connected to everything else. It's the only part of your body that doesn't have um, the blood that the heart pumps rushing to it. Um, and like I said, that that's a whole other see uh, like like speaking session on that and you know all these other insights there. But just wanted to briefly mention that it's really cool that it mentions it here. It's actually mentioning both the heart and your eyes that those eyes that need to delight in his ways where are we focusing on when you're running you want to make sure you're looking where you're going because if not you're gonna probably end on the floor or you know stumbling against something and that's really important to think about when we're in our spiritual walk as well we want to know where we're going we want to keep our eyes in his delight we want to give him the heart because trust me we don't want to be the ones having to think of pump pump okay like having to order all of this imagine if we were the ones having to do that we would not get very much done like if we had to do that consciously we want to trust them with all of that but so many of us are really working from that hustle from that grind trying to get all those orders out ourselves trying to get you know trying to be the ones in control when really he's in control He's given us that power because he also has this higher representation of all of this. When we give him our heart, he controls it. He controls every part of it. And he can do a much better job than we can. And so we're going to go on to the next psalm. And it says, test me, Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and my mind. Here again, we see this connection between our heart and our mind and the importance of having this and having both the heart and the mind and the connection and what happens and how they play a role and they work hand in hand. So even if we can consciously increase the speed of our heartbeat or our breathing, the nervous system does this, but there needs to be those playing factors, the rich blood full of oxygen, the heart pumping this, the communication between the brain and the heart that is making all of this coordinate and happen fluently. And so that's why it's so important that it's able to have this communication and efficiently have the automatic nervous system working correctly, the autonomic, um, sorry. But that's very much what um, I want us to look at because the opposite thing happens when we are faced with a lower level of fitness, when we are facing heart issues, um, both physically. What happens physically is when we have any sort of heart issues, the brain and the heart have a harder time communicating with each other. The signals become slower. And so, I love how Psalms 73, 26 says, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Because we know that we operate not just in the physical, but because we know that we have him and he overrules all these things, whatever it is that may be physically happening in you right now, God is your strength. He strengthens your heart. He is your portion. You can seek him and there can be so much healing that happens that may not happen immediately where you want it to, but the process begins 
when he's able to start clearing those communications in your brain, in your thoughts, in your heart, and then connecting all of that so that you can then start to play full out where he has placed you, where he has, and I'm talking both physically and spiritually. Like you also need this physical body, this temple you have been assigned to show up places. You need these hands to serve. You need to like, yes, we are operating from heavenly places, but that spirit that we are has a soul that needs a body to show up physically in certain spaces. And so there's a reason why we have been given this beautiful temple that you guys have, this wonderfully made and created set of organs and everything inside of you. There's a reason. And I want us to look at that. And I'm just going to finish off um, with Philippians 4, 6 through 7, that says, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. This is a long, it seems long because there's so much in here. And I'm going to break it down another day. But I just want to look at three things here. Be anxious for nothing. Okay. Anxiety disorders are the most common mental illness in the U.S. They affect more than 40 million adults in the U.S., ages 18 and over. I'm not even mentioning children that now are having these kind of anxiety attacks even. It is the number one mental illness, anxiety. And our God's word is so beautiful, so full of wisdom. It clearly says be anxious for nothing. But in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will what will just, you know, make you feel all right. No, it will guard your hearts and minds. These two things, the heart and the mind, these two things that are super important. Okay. And guess what the number one cause of death in the U.S. is heart disease. Heart disease is the number one cause of death and anxiety disorders are the number one mental illness in the U.S. Okay, those two things, God clearly gives us a formula for addressing in Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Be anxious for nothing. Okay, so the first thing isn't just to ignore the anxiety. It's to know that we don't have to be anxious for anything. The second part is with in everything by prayer and supplication. So coming to the Lord in prayer to seeking him out and then not just seeking him out and telling him, God, you know, like I need, 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 need. No, we're not coming. Just we're not begging. This word supplication does not mean to just beg and beg. It means to make like to let him know, to use your words, to share with and then it says with thanksgiving why because we can praise him we can already come in thanksgiving in gratitude that he is listening that he is there that he will and that he has given and done and we're working from that and then it says let your request okay now it's not just about okay god i don't want to have this okay what do you want because so many times i've asked people and i've worked with a lot of people that are like well i don't like this and i don't like that and i don't like how my belly looks and i don't like how this looks. okay what do you want and when you ask them okay what do you want they they can list 25 things that they don't like but they're trying really hard to think of what they do want and here 
God is telling us he wants to listen to our request. So, okay, we don't want this, but can we tell him what we do want? Can we get clear with him and share our hearts and say, Lord, this is what's going on. This is what I feel, but this is what I want. And I want to and, and be confident about bringing it to him. And guess what? The peace of God. That's what happens when we are able to do that. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Things that people would not even be able to understand. And I've been there where people are like, what? How did you stay so calm? Like, how did you say that? How did you not react? How, well, the peace of God surpasses all understanding. It doesn't have to be the world's pattern where, you know, somebody does something to you and you react and you cry and you get angry and you like want to curse them out. No, 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 no. His peace surpasses all of that. It's above the sea line. Remember above the, the uh, above those situations and circumstances, the sea line stands for circumstance. And so you can be above those circumstances because his peace surpasses understanding. And then he will, he does guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. And we just talked about that this morning. I think it's so beautiful how uh, our loving father is intentional all the time. Um, how we have the mind of Christ. We are guarded from all of this. When we come to him with this, when we're like, God, you know, this anxiety, this wavering, this frustration, here, here it is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take awareness of it. I'm gonna acknowledge that I do have it. But here, I'm giving it to you. I'm leaving it in your hands with prayer. I'm also coming to you with thanksgiving. I'm being grateful because I know you're working this out. And here's what I would actually like, Lord. I'm coming to you, you know, with this request, and I'm letting your peace and confidence, you know, just take me to the next level of being above that circumstance where it's above what you know that understanding that others may have surpasses all understanding and we get that we we will have that guarding of our hearts and our minds with him and we don't have to worry about this but sadly so many people in the u.s don't feel this way and that is what i wanted to share today that's why i wanted to bring this up because so many people around you that you know are dealing with this anxiety disorders are know somebody that has had heart disease or issues and we're here with the having the answers and the and, and the love of God that just covers all of it but we can't go and want to share out of a place of lack where we're pouring out so much we're not letting ourselves be filled we want to stay being filled and then coming from an overflow as we share for others so that they too can come out of this and so that's what I had for today. That's what I wanted to share. I hope it was um, helpful. I hope that you guys got value out of this. And if you guys have any questions or suggestions or doubts or concerns, or even just final takeaways, feel free to come up um, and let me know any of your thoughts or anything like that. I would be more than happy to hear from you guys. I will go ahead and give uh, a lot, a couple of minutes. If any of you guys have questions, you guys can also back channel me in case you can't speak right now. I will try to address all of them. And if you guys have takeaways or just insights that you want to share out loud, because when we share out loud, we're also able to remember it more. So please let me know. And I will go ahead and mute myself at this time now. Thank you all for joining me in this episode of Healthy, Wealthy, Wise Mind. If you would like to be live in my room recordings on Clubhouse, you can find me at Anagaeta on Clubhouse and Telegram, where you can also message me directly. 
Again, that's username A-N-A-G-A-E-T-A on both of those apps. I would love to learn more about you and your journey. And in case you want to know a little more about me, let me just share that as a mindset coach and wellness trainer for God's starting lineup, I'm here to help you get off the bench and into the field that you have been assigned. Whether your ministry is at home as a mom or you're called to multiply and serve thousands, your temple needs to be at an optimum condition for when God calls. So let's get you operating in the next level of faith and fitness today. You can contact me directly at anagaeta on Telegram or find me on the Clubhouse app. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and have a wonderful, blessed day.